0: guys welcome back we have a little bit of a special episode this week a bit of a different one some of you will remember last year i released an episode with dr alan pierce and josh bromley lynch from the unusual podcast and this was all about concussion Now, I released this episode because I had two concussions in a row last footy season and it was my, or they were my like third, I've had three concussions overall is what I'm trying to say at footy and unfortunately, I was just not educated at all around the seriousness of head and brain trauma. I had absolutely no idea about some of the really obvious signs and symptoms and so I thought you know, last year I was on a mission almost to make sure that I became more educated about it because it was something that really, really affected me. And I bloody love my footy. I love watching footy. I love playing footy. I am around footy every day of my life. I run an AFL Academy at school. Footy is everywhere and seeps in or it seems to seep into every part of my life in one way or another so as you can imagine at that time last year I was so sad to miss games I was really sad to miss finals but in addition to all of that and all of the footy stuff I had to miss work you know I found my concentration was really affected and my memory was just not up to scratch I remember being in class at one point and as a teacher, anyone who is a teacher will know, uh, you're know, you you're talking about one particular topic and maybe a kid will ask you a question. Um, it could be about anything, about something totally random. And I was always very, very good at getting back on track. And I found that in my classroom I was up there talking and and someone would ask me a question or I would go off track a little bit and I just for the life of me could not remember what I was talking about before and that was one of the most obvious things I think that lasted quite a while where I, I just could not remember things or where I was putting things or what I was doing so anyway I ended up becoming very, very interested about the topic. And it was during that episode with Dr. Alan Pierce that I learned about the severe impact concussion can have. And I also learned about something called CTE, which, oh my God, I'm terrible at saying this word, but it's chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I think. (laughs) I'm just going to call it CTE. It's so hard to say. It's like a tongue twister. But basically, CTE is a progressive and fatal brain disease uh, that is associated with repeated brain injuries or repeated brain trauma. Now, as well, and you'll know this if you listen to the concussion episode, CTE is also, at this point in time, only diagnosable postmortem. So, it's only able to To be, or a person is only able to be diagnosed once they have passed away, which is obviously a problem, right? CTE is associated with impaired judgment, short term memory, dementia, mental health problems. So it's something that we really do need to work on being able to diagnose pre death. Now, there is an organization called the Concussion Legacy Foundation or CLF, and they do so much to highlight the impact that head trauma and brain injuries like concussion can have, even just at a base level. And as someone who loves sports of all kinds, so obviously, you know, you guys know I'm a PE teacher, sport is everywhere. I I think it's so important to be across the signs, the symptoms, and just to really start taking concussion seriously. And I do want to say as well, this is not to say quit your sport or be terrified to get hit in the head. It's just to be educated so that you can make the right decisions if this is something that does impact you. I think personally, this would have been really, really helpful for me when I was going through uh, the concussion symptoms that I had, and just knowing what to look out for or not feeling like You have to be or almost brush it off or brave about it, I think, is the thing. You know, people don't expect you to go back to sport if maybe you've had a bad leg injury or whatever else it is, right? And I wouldn't say my concussions were terrible on the scale of concussions. I was never knocked out. I always had consciousness. It was more the after effects or the delayed effects that I felt quite strongly. And I think I would have been a lot less scared and a lot less maybe emotional had I fully understood the signs and symptoms and kind of what I was supposed to do afterwards to take care of myself. So I think that is the most important thing here. I do want to reiterate that, that I love footy. I love sport. I have taken a little bit of a step back from footy myself playing this year, but I think it is so, so important to just be across it just in case, because it is always obviously with a a contact sport like footy, but even in non-contact sports as well, it's always, always a risk. So with that, this year I'll be putting up my running shoes on and running Nike Melbourne Marathon to raise money for the Concussion Legacy Foundation, so CLF, and that is to support research here in Australia. Now on the concussion episode, Alan actually mentioned that it costs about $5,000 per brain to analyze. So There is a lot of support that is needed here. And hopefully we can in the near future diagnose and treat CTE in living people. Now, as I mentioned, there is a direct link between increased mental health symptoms and brain injuries, whether that's existing or new. So as I said, I felt this a lot when I experienced concussions as well. My anxiety went through the roof. Um, You guys know how passionate I am about mental health and making sure that we really spread the message of, of good mental health. So, if anyone listening has even $1 to spare, I would appreciate the help so much. There is a link in my bio and in my highlights to donate. And finally, that brings me to the purpose of today's episode and today's guest. Now, I had Lydia reach out to me after the concussion episode actually went live. She was the person that had worked with Alan Pierce and is a big part of CLF here today in Australia. Alan did... Mention her during the episode. So we are kind of coming full circle here in the world of the health classes you miss, which I absolutely love. Now, Lydia has post-concussion syndrome or PCS uh, and she got this after playing AFL. And so she's come on today to chat with me all about how that has affected her and her life. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You get something out of it and you enjoy maybe hearing from a perspective that we don't often hear from. So thank you so much to Lydia for coming on and chatting with me. Let's get into the episode. All right, Lydia, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today. I'm stoked that you're here. So you, which I have just mentioned in the intro anyway, but you uh, were mentioned during the concussion episode because you've been dealing with PCS or post-concussion syndrome for quite a while now, which obviously we're going to talk all about that. When we had a chat as well, I didn't even know that you did some of the social stuff for Concussion Legacy Foundation in Australia as well, which is awesome. So we've got a few little connections there which is great. But you're here to talk to us all today about your experience with PCS. And I am really, really keen on this episode. Anyone who's listened before or listened to the concussion episode knows that this is something that i become quite passionate about and passionate about sharing. So I can't thank you enough for coming on today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not a drama at all. It's good to come on and, and chat about things that sometimes aren't actually spoken about too much so yeah well that is the, happy health, be here. the health classes
0: you missed <laughs> huh that's uh that's the show so that's perfect exactly <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your story with concussion your background all of those things
1: yeah um I guess being involved in sport my whole life um always have done it more recently I guess my concussion journey came across with playing AFL um I play for Bond University on the Gold Coast so I played in quite a elite league I guess the, the top league in Queensland I did play so I mean growing up I had a few concussions through my other sports I played touch footy, soccer, everything under the sun always was out of school playing sport rather than being in school. Love um, that. <laughs> yeah it was, it was a swimmer as well and in hindsight probably should have stuck with that because less chance of um, getting a concussion in that but yeah. Yeah. So I found my way into to AFL a bit later in life, so to speak, my early mid twenties. Yeah. Which is where sort of that journey really sort of, um, I guess, took off. <laughs> so, I over my four-year playing or well, three-year playing career, um, I suffered about seven notable concussions. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. So there was a few? Yeah. There was a few. My first season I had four. Wow. In my first game I had I I actually yeah, got a concussion in my first game. Ever well, not ever played, but for the season had my first concussion um which was it was a pretty bad one. Yeah. Um to start off. Did and, you um, lose consciousness
0: yeah, or anything?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically um I was taking a mark Put myself in a bit of a vulnerable position. That's what I did. Um, yeah. And a knee straight to the face. Ouch. Knocked out. Still held the ball and caught the mark and marked the ball. Oh, so, amazing. like, that was a positive out of it. <laughs> oh, no, that was the best part about it. God, I gets knocked so out cool. and still takes the mark. That's incredible. Yet, <laughs> yeah, got knocked out, still held the ball. Um, once I sort of came to, I um, I even said, oh, can I pick the goal now? And they're like, No. Oh my god, I you love that. You need to go off sort of thing. <laughs> You're like, let me um, have it. Me have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, that was my first one, first game. The goat probably set myself up a little bit. It sounds bad, but yeah, yeah. It sort of rolled on from there. Being a small person in in stature and size, I'm only short. I'm only 160 centimeters, so yep. I'm at people's like knees, and I'm a, I'm on the ground basically, and, yeah. and in bad positions as it is. So. Yeah, within that season, I had a couple of more. One was like really, really bad to where they thought. Well, well, my own teammates still to this day, when they see me, they go, "How are you still alive?" sort of thing. Wow!
0: And what happened there? Um, if you don't mind talking yeah, about so, it,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I have no trouble sort of talking about any of them. um I kind of got a bit of a double whammy. So I went in for a contest, got the ball, then I hit the person's uh like shoulder he- like face on but then as i turned back someone else was coming from behind so it was like a, a bit of a like a sandwich yeah like just getting absolutely bumped so, around yeah i hit the hit, hit the person coming towards me and then as i turned around i hit the person coming behind but then as i've fallen i was out in the air and so when i landed my head once again smacked the ground
0: yeah wow so, so it's almost three in one
1: yeah three in one basically that one sort of was and sort of yeah everyone was more concerned than obviously I was yeah eyes rolling in the back of the head completely completely out sort of thing yeah um and, and very unwell so to speak after that one but yeah it's yeah. I played the next week shockingly wow because I convinced everyone that I was fine and I think a lot of players, athletes do that. Yeah. You want to be playing. This was also leading into finals. So you want to be playing finals, right? So yeah, I guess, yeah, play the next week. In that next game of that next week, I was so off. I had no idea what was going on. It felt like I was in slow-mo and the game was in, like, high speed, like just 10 times. To- I just... You lost. Couldn't comprehend. I was completely lost. I yeah. was at this end of the ground when I needed to be at that end of the ground. So I guess that's sort of when I started to really think, oh, I need to take real care and caution with how my, well, how I perceive it and what I sort of do. Mm. Um, I was actually very relieved when we lost because I was like, okay, season's over. I can sort of focus on my recovery yeah. with that. But again, you didn't really know what the recovery was or what to do in this space. It's so under researched, and everybody's got a different way of recovering and, and length of recovery and every everything like that. So it, it was tricky. Um, I went into the next season, got a, a pretty severe. Uh, this was more so a tackle in training. Okay. Um, so I had a sling tackle. We were in training. Again, it can happen in game happen in training, doesn't matter, like concussion Mm. happen anywhere. Yeah. Sling tackling training, basically head first, straight into the ground. Uh, I actually lost feeling basically from my neck still down. It was more so of a concern about a spinal cord injury at that time. Wow. So yeah, went through that. From that, that's probably where we really noticed well I started to notice my ability to remember things my concentration, my ability to like process the game, process things at training, I had constant headaches, never had headaches before then. That's just when everything sort of started to really accelerate. Yeah. And I sort of could pick differences in my personality, just in, in everything. And I was like, oh, something's really not right. Yeah. But a lot of the medical professionals were putting it down to oh, your your neck injury because I had a... I had damage to my C, C two, C three, and I had spinal cord swelling as well. Wow. Jesus. So So you're going uh, yeah, pretty hard for it, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, <laughs> I have no regard for the safety of myself or my body, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um and and a little bit probably unlucky in some regards as well. Some people just Yeah. I guess like that, you know. You see certain players across, even in the elite level. You know, you Paddy McCartan, AFL, like Kalen Ponger, NRL. They are just, they're, yeah, they the seem to, to be the them. unlucky ones. Seem to be unlucky, and the same person can go in for the same thing and and have a different result. So yeah, sometimes yeah, I think it is
0: a bit of a so unlucky. What lot. position did you play on the ground?
1: Yeah, so I was a small full forward. Okay, yeah, all right. And and I did play a bit of defense as well, like, yeah, down back as well, but um, mostly small full forward I okay, was. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Did you, yeah.
0: Do you think you took it seriously the first few times it happened to you? And did you go to the doctors and stuff? Like was was there any aftercare or it just kind of happened and you were like, Well, oh. I'm so surprised you played the week after. I'm surprised you know, your club let you play the week yeah. after. It's pretty crazy.
1: It is pretty crazy. It is pretty wild. After I mean, you know what? See, honestly, after the first one, I was just like, like that was that's where I got my I guess my known ability of being tough and being yep. fearless and all of that. So I got my identity from that first one. Yeah a little bit my identity of how I played and who I was. So at the start I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I'm known as the tough small person that will give it their all." Yeah, hard at it. X Y Z. Hard at it. All that sort of stuff. I'm like, "Okay, well I took that. I can <laughs> take anything." So I had a bit of a, I don't know, like a, I don't know what sort of attitude you'd call that, but I didn't yeah. I think that's
0: but kind of I- common though, right? Like that's that's the game of footy as well is you want to put your head over the ball you want to be yeah. first to the footy that's that whole thing of being the toughest player out there or the one that's willing to go and get it and that's unfortunately right. like you said that can be the player that's getting knocked around the most and therefore yeah maybe not always but maybe they'll have something like the concussions like you've had and that's it's not a good thing after that, is it? Because it's like, well, no, you, you know, not to um ruin the story, but you're not
1: playing anymore, no. and it's like, well no, yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a way of proving yourself in a way, yeah, and then it's like this noted way of being, like you want to be known of being the tough, hard player that that would do anything for their team. So I didn't really go to the doctor,
0: okay, for any of
1: it, yeah, um, for my first few anyway. Like you'd see the physio at the club. And look, because it is self-reporting, you can fake how you feel, it, it's yes. feel or or you can. Do, have you had a headache this week? No, I haven't. Have you felt this, this, and this? No, no, I haven't. Even though you have, yeah. you're not you're not walking with a limp. You're not. You can't see the impairment, or you know, if you've got a sore, if you've hamstring or you've or you've pulled a hamstring, it's noticeable. There's something wrong. It's visible saying that it's not it was easy to hide yeah so that's That's, what it came down to that's really
0: really hard isn't it it's so true that you can decide how seriously everyone around you almost takes it right and exactly I I guess there there is that need for really strict protocols for that reason because I mean if we're feeling it you know I'm just at a baseline level I just play for a club if you're playing it at, a, at yeah. a higher level but then there's people whose entire lives revolve around their job of playing footy yeah they're not going to want to sit on the sidelines are they and I think no. as people who experience it I, I think it's equally as important to be educated about it so that we know the signs and symptoms and we can actually identify it in the first place but also taking responsibility to be like all right I need to sit myself out, which is so hard. Anyone who's competitive or loves their sport knows
1: how hard that is. Absolutely, 100%. And it's right from, like I said, community-level people to elite. It's something that I really wish that I would have taken more seriously. Yeah. Had I had my time again, I definitely would have, after that first season of getting four, I probably would have sat out a little bit longer well would have actually sat out to be honest yeah wow um had i had a crystal ball now and been able to see what my future be look like i would have completely changed the way i approached it and changed my attitude towards it yeah and i think that's one of the biggest things is changing the attitude towards a concussion being an injury and treating it like one yeah so yeah i if i had my time again i would have Definitely approached it a lot differently at the time. Yeah. For
0: sure. And that's the thing. 20%. It's it's not, uh, and like Dr. Alan Pierce also talks about this all the time is that I don't think people are saying, let's stop footy and never play a contact sport. No. That's I bloody it. love footy. I love watching footy. I love everything mm-hmm. about footy. It's more making sure people take it seriously. And that is the yeah. thing that I think we're still lacking a, a lot and like you said it's not just at a a lower level just at a club level it does go all the way through and we've we've seen a few changes recently I think this year so far has been huge for that but yeah long way to go I I guess and so you talked a little bit about some of your symptoms of PCS just then can you talk to me about that and how you you know were diagnosed with PCS how that all happened? Yeah so
1: I'd been, uh, it' be, obviously it's been going on for a few years for myself and, yeah. and you sort of get to a point, you've seen every sort of doctor, specialist, you've tried everything and it's such an unknown area and such an area that even the medical professional have lack of knowledge and expertise and everything like that. And I was just thought to a degree, I was going mad. Like, I no one could put their finger on it. I, I didn't tick any boxes. I was a young healthy person, no reason as to why I should feel how I feel. So, you know, I was just trying to research and I stumbled across Alan, Dr. Alan Pierce. yeah So I basically sent him a message over Instagram and was like, Hey, explain my story, explain what I was feeling. We had a Zoom call the next day pretty much. Sort of he definitely made me feel at ease and didn't feel like I was as crazy as I was actually feeling. Yeah. That I um popped into his lab and and we did some tests and things like that and and from that it really confirmed everything that I was sort of feeling. So um that was a great relief in the fact that what I was feeling was actually caused by something. It wasn't just me making things up. Yeah. Not that I was, but it 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 was that sense of relief. So I suffered with, and still do to this day, years, three years on, I guess it has been. Um, you know, headaches most days, pressure in my head, dizziness, balance issues at times. My concentration is terrible. Uh, my So my ability to focus on tasks that for more than probably half an hour becomes not challenging, but it's definitely not what it used to be. Um, I'm sensitive to light, I'm sensitive to noise, I can go through bouts of insomnia, Um, you get your your depression and your anxiety that comes along with all of that. Just basically most parts of your life or your life in, in general has been impacted in some way, shape or form and I've had to make adjustments in how I go about things daily. So, yeah, it's been it's been a lot. I no longer play AFL anymore or any form of contact sport yeah. or any sport, to be honest. It's just if I was to go and play, say, netball or, or, or touch football just for fun, just socially, I probably couldn't trust myself that I'd end up with a, a concussion in some way, shape or form. Because now for me, it just takes like I was playing with my niece a couple of months ago. And we just knocked heads as you do, sort of mucking around. And that was enough to set off my symptoms for a couple of weeks. God, that's crazy. So, so it, it's things like that, like, you know, if I was to go to Movie World, I couldn't go on a roller coaster
0: Yeah, because of,
1: the you shaking. know, the the shaking of, of the head and all that sort of stuff oh, and actually whacking your head each time for me would set off symptoms like, you wouldn't believe so yeah, yeah. and I guess it. also it's not fatigue that comes in for me it's that brain fatigue um you know if you're at a training day and you're learning something for work and you sit there and you're like oh my <laughs> gosh after the day and you feel completely just yeah. drained yeah that's what it's like you know for me with a, a an overload of information or anything like that or just a normal day at work by the end of the day I am just knackered and Yeah, it's just – it is what it is, but, yeah, you
0: sort of move on with it. Yeah, wow. I Yeah, that's just – that's crazy. And I don't think people Mm – I think this will be news to a lot of people that there are these symptoms that occur every single day and for three years. Like you said, it's not something that – you can't just turn it around and – your brain yeah, you is can't... a very sensitive part of your body it's not the same At as a high. as a you know a bone healing or anything like that and it, it is so interesting that we don't take it seriously or mm. like an injury even in some instances and I know that yep. that I, I feel like I've, I've been a bit negative with it so far but I know that that it's getting better but like you said I mean it does come down to a lot to the individual making sure that they're making the right choice for themselves and we can't make the right choice for ourselves if we're not aware of it so I guess I mean that's so important you know I know you're involved in the concussion legacy Australia um the foundation there and you know the work that you do there is is awesome and even just putting your hand up to come on here and and talk about it too because this is probably going to help some people and there might be people listening that have experienced things like this and don't even know that it might have been yeah. PCS, which I think is really 100%. important as well. And even you saying, you know, something like a smaller um, knock to the head or, you know, collision now can set off your symptoms. I mean, we saw that with Patty McCartan, didn't we, recently?
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Where people kept saying, oh, but he barely got hit, he barely got touched. And it's like, well, if someone's had that injury so many times, that's kind of all it can take and I don't know if that was confirmed with him but that's what it looked like right and it's not not really surprising
1: yeah it's like if, if if you've rolled if you've had a bad ankle from rolling it 20 times yeah you're susceptible to rolling it and that injury flares up in a way that's fine that's an ankle yeah this is your brain like that's now how I try and say to people or describe to people if they sort of ask me I'm like well You only get one brain like you can't operate on it like you know you can't and there's also like there's no rehab program right if you if you do your hamstring there's a six-week protocol after that you'll be sweet or we should be or you know you break your arm put it in a cast it'll heal this is completely different and yeah once you once you sort of go through it and you lose it it's it's very hard to get back there's no there's no pill to take there's no This, you're going to be fixed, you're going to be fine in four to six weeks. You could be, but it could also be three years. Yeah. It could be four years. It could be an ongoing thing for the rest of your life. And I think being the education is better, then people will maybe start to realize that, oh, okay, I do need to take this seriously when it does happen because in 12 months' time, I could be in a really worse position, which. I wish I probably would have had yeah. that education being there. Like we do at footy, you probably do it as well. Like you do ACL prehab and all your prehab exercises before we would train. So you're doing a little soft, like soft tissue, like all that sort of stuff, getting your body ready and ACL prehab, rehab, all that sort of stuff. You do that to prevent injury, but yet there's no sort of, education around concussion which is your brain which affects everything and your functioning yeah so that's where my head sort of goes with it now and how do I have had that education I'm look I can't say for sure but there would probably have been a better chance of me taking it seriously yeah so I think that's what I want to sort of push with people I'm not saying don't play sport don't play contact sport go for it I love it but treat it seriously like yeah absolutely
0: I think that is so true as well as someone I started footy quite late I was about 21 and I remember Mm. starting and obviously knowing and understanding that you know I could break a finger or I could get a corky or blah 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 blah, and there's all these things that that might happen but I never considered concussion I got one in my first season as well and I don't think I think I ended up playing the week after. I didn't get knocked out or anything, which I think is important to note here too is that Mm -hmm. you don't have to be knocked out cold on the ground in no. fact one of my concussions I didn't even hit the ground it's that yep. I kicked the ball someone hit me at full pace and my head has flung backwards and forwards so fast that I got really severe whiplash and that caused a concussion because my brain just shook in my head so yeah and I just kept playing I played the end of that game like it's not and same thing if I had maybe known a little bit more about it I probably would have been like whoa I am Dizzy. I am confused. I don't really know what's going on now. I probably need to get off the ground. But Unfortunately, it does maybe take a little bit of time to understand it. So hopefully people are getting, you know, a bit more education. I mean, it needs to start at the elite level, of course, and I guess it trickles down from there. And I think that's the wonderful work that Alan Pierce is doing as well, is really trying to push those protocols and make sure that there are really strict guidelines in place for people who experience concussion and as we said I've said it 10 times it is getting better but yeah there's it always is, always, it is. always a way to go I guess
1: exactly and it's, at the end of the day it's just about protecting the players and the athletes so at the end of the day that's all it's about yeah. it's not about stopping sport it's any of that it's it's literally protecting because I wish someone would have protected me in a way like I wish the decision was taken out of my hands because if it was I'd it probably be a lot different of a story yeah. Yeah.
0: So true. And I think it's so important for younger people as well. I teach high school yep. age kids and I know without a doubt that there is you know, probably most of them, if they copped a a big hit to the head or whatever it is, had a big collision, majority of the time they're going to say, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Off we go. You know, like exactly. they're going to like cool, lucky
1: I got kid, I can get up. Yeah, like, they're going to want to keep going. Yeah.
0: So I think, you know, from a young age as well, we should be really making sure that the kids are aware of the not to scare them out of it, but just this is no. what could happen and we do need to take it really seriously. You touched on a yeah. little bit how that was affecting you, you know, your life mentally, physically. Were there any other like really key things that were affected at that time? Particularly mentally, I think the mental health stuff I'm really interested yes. in.
1: Yeah, like honestly, everything. Yeah, wow. Like every part of me was affected. Yeah, I mean, and, the, and it all sort of trickled into each other as well. So I couldn't really exercise without experiencing symptoms. Yeah. For someone that's quite an active person, has been active all their life, to then not be able to exercise, obviously super high. affects yourself super hard and affects you mentally going to work. So I still held down a full-time job whilst feeling the way that I did but that was also super challenging as well so it everything just flowed into each other and yeah just mentally because you were physically feeling crap and but no one could really see how bad you were feeling yeah so then you felt you had to hide it a little bit which mentally isn't great because people would ask you oh well why aren't you playing or why aren't you coming out why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing this it's like because I feel terrible. Like, yeah, that's so hard. I think a lot of it too. You you lose a bit of your identity. So then coping with that on top of all the symptoms that you were, you know, feeling was just sort of a lot um, and hard to sort of get through. So, yeah, it's it's tough, like mentally, physically. Because yeah, it just yeah, I, I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, but mentally, and it still is mentally challenging all the time. So, but physically, like now I can exercise, Yeah, I can do things. That's been a really slow, gradual progression um, into what I can do. But yeah, the the mental side of things is always a, a battle and things like that. It becomes tough. You sort of, I've been to like lots of therapy and all that sort of stuff to try and deal with the injury, but then also the impacts and the toll that it's taken mentally. And that's where as well with doctors and stuff, it can be played off as like, well, you're you're just depressed yeah, because you can't do this, this and this. Not that you're just depressed is a minor thing, but there's also parts of your brain that are affected. So like mood and you sort of lose, because I have really poor, I guess, memory now and concentration and all of those things. I know that they're really poor, so then to then mentally deal with how poor they are and feel completely different and not function at a level that I used to. Yeah. And that no one can tell me is it going to get worse or is it going to get better or are you just going to continue to sort of deteriorate a little bit over time? And, I mean, I'm only 31, so, you know, I guess that daunting unknown of the future also again like it makes things tough mentally as well yeah um, but i found you sort of just got to take one day at a time and and just deal with whatever symptoms you're feeling each day and sort of move forward and and deal with it the best you can yeah so yeah. wow
0: and I mean yeah oh, god it's it's crazy I just think it's you know to have symptoms for three years if you'd asked me a year ago I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that was possible I don't think and you know yeah. to to have things like such huge things like your memory and your concentration things that we rely Ooh. on so much to you know get through a day of work or to learn new things or you know just to yep. do even basic tasks that's um yeah and then just to just to go to
1: Woolies yeah and grab a couple of things at the shop so the lighting in Woolworths and the movement of shopping centers. Like everyone at a shopping center and all of that, for someone that has the syndrome, it, it's really it's a process overload. It's really hard. So it's all those yeah. little simple tasks that you take for granted a little bit that again can be affected. So you can't just casually go down to the shops and then go for a coffee with a friend and then go and watch the footy live or anything like that because all of those you know activities will result in a like a overload. And then major fatigue for the next sort of day, so there's a bit of a price to pay for just doing the normal in a way. So
0: yeah, how hard? That's that's really really hard. I think something else that I didn't realize, and I think I was talking to a couple people that I know who have experienced. Con- or they thought that they might have experienced a concussion, and I was kind of going through some of the symptoms that I had um, with the emotional regulation side of it was yep. huge because my Massive. the the last one that I had <laughs> which I mean it's so embarrassing to say but I, I got in the car with my nice. partner who I'd called and he said you're slur- slurring your words like what's going on did you get a hit and blah 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 and I said yeah blah, blah. and I got in the car and he goes hey I, I think we need to go to the doctors and I just burst lost into it. D- I lost my mind and I was just yes. hysterically crying and he was like whoa like it's it's okay like there was no I like there was no reason for me to be that upset and then you know obviously talking to Alan and doing some research after I realized that's a really common thing is that you're so emotional and you just can't yeah fathom something that w- that isn't actually a big deal. And that actually uh, yeah. stuck with me for a couple of weeks afterwards. I just found that little things were just absolutely setting me off. And you know, I'm like
1: that now, like yeah. it's, literally, it's wild. It's Yeah. That's a really good point to touch on actually is that emotional regulation. I completely get what you just said. I, some days and literally like that, I am an absolute rollercoaster and I'm like, what is wrong with me? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know what it is, but <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, it's funny you say that my last concussion that I did have, it came from a really simple knot. And as soon as it happened, I just had this outburst. I just pulled my mouth guard out, threw it over the fence and just like was just balled on the field and then stormed off. Yeah. Wow. And I think a part of me knew that like, okay, I'm done. Like I can't do this anymore, but it was that emotional outburst. And then I just kicked the water carrier. I just had this just outburst of emotion out of character. And then I, yeah. And then I sat and I cried for about an hour for the rest of the game because it it happened in the first quarter. And then for the rest of the game, I just, I just sat on the sidelines and I just bawled the whole time. Yeah, wow. So it, that whole emotional outburst, uh, regulation and trying to all of that, deal with it all, I completely get and understand. And sometimes I think that sort of gets lost in it. People don't really think of it. It's like, oh, they're just frustrated because of this, or it's the injury. It's like, well, maybe not. Maybe it's. It's a bit more than that. Something a bit especially more. If, it's, if it's. It's a bit it's something more
0: than that. That's taking you by surprise afterwards, where you're like, well, why did I react like that? You know. 100%. You know, you're not. Absolutely. Yeah. God. It's is, is there treatment available for you for PCS now? Like, is there anything that you have to do, maybe week to week or even day to
1: day to help? Specifically? Not really, um, and I think that's the worst thing. It's all about finding, I guess, things that work for you. So I guess for me, what I've found, and it's an everyday thing for me, um, it's a weekly thing, it's a monthly thing, it's an ongoing, the amount of things I have to do to keep myself on board is is a lot, and if you do let a few slip, it, you really do notice a difference. So for me, Alan got me on to taking a lot of um, Omega 3 fish sure. oil. Yep. That's a big thing. I find if I forget to take it, which still after what, two years, a year, two years of knowing Alan, still every night I will forget to take it. So I put it on my bedside table. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got to take that. Right in front of your face. Yep. <laughs> right in front of my face. So that, ha- I guess, your diet and your nutrition is really important as well. I ate a lot of blueberries. You know, your fish and all that, all the stuff with antioxidants, brain foods. I incorporate a lot of that into my diet. I find that helps. I mean, not just for your brain, but, you know, physically as well and how you're normal functioning. So I need as much nutrients as I can for my brain to function optimally. You know, I have psychology and physio just with neck and things like that. I go and sit in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber once a week at least. Just more oxygen to the brain, basically. Yeah, Cairo, making sure everything's all in line and right. I can't even think now. Um, hey, that's all right. How do you go with work? What? Yeah, that's a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> what, what do you do for work? Uh, I work in uh, hearing, so audiology. Yeah. I work in the office there with with a team of seven, eight or so. Yeah, lovely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah that becomes difficult at times and I've found as the years have gone on now it becomes it's becoming more difficult. Yeah. Um as well so I also in terms of treatments and stuff as well I do like memory games obviously to try and help that. I get Botox every 3 months for yeah. my migraines. Okay. Seems to help. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to help with that pain that I sort of experience and things like that. I do like obviously regularly exercise. That's that does help, but without pushing it too far. Yeah, there's no specific treatment. It's just trying to find all the little things that work together that then help you sort of be at your best. Yeah. God, um, and amazing. there's probably a hundred other things that I've forgotten. Yeah. That's just what happens. I don't even remember what I do every day. But yeah, yeah like, you know, it's it's just about finding those those things um that, that help you in whatever way. I wear um uh, well I don't have one now, but um have like blue light glasses. Yeah. When when being in front of screens and things like that. Just yeah. A whole bunch of random things that you just figure out on your own a little bit. Yeah. Um so and I try guess, and try and move on. I guess that's why. Uh,
0: more research is definitely needed that's so that right. really we can get some some clear answers. And I know it is, you know, such an individual thing anyway, but yeah, that's that's so many things that you're already doing. I just, mm. and, you know. And there's
1: been a hundred other things that, that you sort tried. of have tried along the way yeah. that you go, "Nah, scrap that, scrap that. Yeah, so it, it's been a long process and a long process of elimination of what works. Yeah. But you just have to stick with it because if you don't, you're just going to, Feel worse than you sort of already do so as much as some days you get up and go oh I don't really want to have to do this this and this the price you pay is, is sort of not worth just sucking it up for a little bit and, and you know going to that appointment and getting the required treatment done that you need to get done so yeah and it's not like you, you wake up the next day or some days you do sort of wake up and go oh it's gonna be fine today and I'll never experience all of these things ever again Yes, I think that's sort of what keeps you going, sort of doing all what you need to do, Try and at least be somewhat better than what you were the day before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, yeah. And it's a, it's a long road, I guess, trying to, um, yeah, like better that every single day and work on it every single day, I guess, to feel mm. as normal as you can again. Yeah. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, I think the fact that, it's avoidable to an extent. I think, you know, obviously accidents happen and we know concussion can happen in other instances. It's not just in sport. There's obviously car accidents or, you know, someone falls or a million other things. Yep. But yeah, it's it's more learning what to do afterwards, I think, because it's probably inevitable that most of us will experience some sort of head injury in our lives, especially if you are playing a sport. But yeah, making sure we take it seriously. What What's your view on how we deal with concussion today?
1: I think we're getting a lot better. Yeah. I think being that the spotlight has been shone a little bit on it. Um, obviously, with, unfortunately, you know, previous players, you know, passing away and things like that, you know, it's sad that it sort of took that to get to this point, Um I think that we've, yeah, definitely got a little bit better. And then with the Senate inquiry that's happening as well. Yeah. um, Another, another big thing that's, that's pushing it in the right direction. You know, I have conversations with people um, here and there and they sort of, I mean, the other day, one of the ladies at work said, oh, my son at school, you know, fell and hit his head. What do you think I should, should do? Like, you know, I'm like, we'll go to the doctor. And you know, game checked out. You know, he was only eight years old, I think. So I think that now the discussions are being had, and there's spotlight brought to it through the media and and just general talk around. I think no, no. I'd say I, t- I know that we're moving in a better direction. Yeah. And and we have to, so still a long way to go, but, you know, I think in time that we will sort of get there. Yeah. So I I definitely think we're moving in a really positive direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And I think it is the work of you know people like I know we've mentioned him a hundred times in this episode. I'm going to have to message him and say, Hey, Alan, we've uh, we've name dropped you <laughs> about two hundred times, but I mean yeah. he has been on here before, so I'm sure he won't mind. But Dr. Alan no. Pierce is awesome. If anyone is wanting to know a little bit more, or they're just interested, I mean, of course, I'm going to plug the episode that I did with him, but also <laughs> go follow him on socials. I know he's very good on Twitter and things like that and he's all over you know concussion in sport in Australia in particular in addition to that I mean concussion legacy foundation there is um you know a US based Instagram I know and then you've got like the Facebook and stuff based in for Australia too that is who I am uh raising money for by running the marathon I'll make sure that that is linked for everyone as well and Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your story and your experience. I don't think, you know, I I would be surprised if anyone or most people have heard of of someone living with post-concussion syndrome three years on. And I think it is something that we need to shed light on because it's a very real experience and it I mean it can happen it can happen and we don't we don't know the amount of concussions or whether it can just be one or whether it can be 20 until a person starts to to feel these things for a really long time and I think that's really important too because some people will sit there and be like oh but you know I've only had one yeah
1: it's, that's it right. can be I all it the massive part of it it can be one or it can be five it yeah. can be ten I'm not saying that those are good but you just you you don't know and I think that's why it's so important to just take each one seriously. And, yeah, that's why change needs to sort of happen as well. And and people, like you said, like Alan, he's just an absolute wealth of knowledge and he needs to be tapped into more. And, yeah, you don't know, like, at the end of the day. You don't know whether you're going to be affected by it or not. But regardless, you'd want to be prepared, you know, either way sort of thing. Yeah. If it's not you, it'll probably – it potentially could be a loved one or – you know, even a uh, a favourite sports person yeah. that you know, you know. So everyone's going to be affected by it at some point in their life from whatever avenue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think
1: it's just really important.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if people do want some more information as well, um, maybe to have a read-through, go to the Concussion Legacy Foundation websites. They are awesome. There is a lot of information on there, not only on PCS, um, but, you know, with concussion in general and then, of course, with CTE as well, which is, I cannot say this word, chronic traumatic (laughs) encephalopathy.
1: I, I probably say it wrong too to be oh, honest. Oh man, I've practiced it <laughs> so many CTE. times. CTE
0: anyway. Yeah. So yeah. if you're interested <laughs> and if people are listening and thinking, oh, I really want to be knowledgeable about this. I wanna know the signs and symptoms. Um, you know, the concussion episode is there once again. But of course, head to those websites, go follow Dr. Alan Pierce as well. But yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting with me. No worry. I hope that, you know, some people got something out of this. I'm I'm absolutely sure of of that fact that they, that they will. And I, I think that, um, you're doing such wonderful things to, to keep, you know, spreading that message and and being a part of CLF and, and all of that good stuff. So thank you. No worries. Thank you for
1: having me. It's been great. No worries. Bye.
0: Hey, team. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM and how's your head on TikTok. I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.